Welcome to the Ready Yeti Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Ready Yeti Podcast, episode number 222. I'm your host, Matt Delabono. This week, I've had the pleasure of sitting down with one of the co-founders of Oros Apparel, Michael Marksberry. One of the things that really sets Oros apart from a lot of other brands out there is that they actually made a pretty revolutionary material to make insulation less bulky. It is based off of material that NASA has been using for decades. In fact, Michael and his business partner developed it while they were still in school. The story behind it is actually pretty interesting, and Michael does get into it, so I don't want to spoil anything for you. But essentially what they've done is they took a material that NASA has been using for decades and made it better. They improved upon it and ended up bringing it to the apparel industry. The apparel industry is an industry that's been using a lot of the same materials for decades. Moisture wicking, obviously, is something that's really improved, but in terms of insulation, it's really always been down. Down is always the big thing that you think of and hear when you think of insulation. So what Oris is actually doing to kind of push the boundaries and bring something else to the table is pretty remarkable. I'm extremely honored to have Michael on the podcast this weekend. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Awesome. Michael, thank you for, uh, for joining me today. Yeah, Matt, excited to be here. Um, so first and foremost, who are you? Who is Michael Marksbury? Uh, uh, yeah, my name is Michael Marksbury. I am the co-founder and CEO of a company called Oros. Awesome. What is Oros? Oros took the same insulation NASA used to insulate space shuttles and Mars rovers and put it into apparel so you can have really thin gear that keeps you incredibly warm. Uh, what is your background originally in? I'm a science geek and adventurer. So I actually started Oros um, right out of college. And uh, my sophomore year of college, I went backpacking across Europe. Really awesome experience. Uh, ended up climbing the tallest mountain in the Northeast Swiss Alps. And it was an awesome experience, except I looked like, uh, like the Michelin Man like tons of bulk uh, and tons of layers. And so I came back to the U.S. thinking that, you know, there had to be a better way to cut the bulk, cut the layers and still stay warm. Fundamentally, like what didn't make sense to me is uh, like, so Moore's Law is the principle that the capacity of technology, specifically, you know, I was talking about like chips and all these other things, but the idea was that the capacity of technology doubles every 18 months. So it's just essentially this exponential curve of, of technological improvement. And, uh, you know, you can just look at the world and see it. You know, like we, we landed someone on the moon. We created Wi-Fi. We've, we've done all these phenomenal things. Uh, 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 and Moore's laws hold held true for technology as a whole. But I was looking at outerwear thinking like, here I am on top of this mountain wearing a jacket stuffed with animal byproducts, like goose down. The same thing that we've been using for hundreds to thousands of years. And so you're gonna tell me like, while every industry in the world is evolving at this fast rate, we're still doing the same thing with outerwear? Like, it, it just didn't make sense. There had to be a better way to cut the bulk, cut the layers, still stay warm. So, came back to the US. 
Uh, and as I mentioned, a huge science geek. Uh, in college, I was studying to go to med school, and when you're doing that, you got to join a research lab, get publications on whatever you're working on. That's what I did. And through all that, I ended up getting this scholarship uh, created by the Mercury 7 astronauts uh, called the Astronaut Scholarship. And through that scholarship, I learned about this NASA tech called Aerogel. Uh, and NASA was saying that aerogel is the lowest thermal conductive solid in existence. A uh, bunch of fancy words meaning it's the best insulation in the universe. Like so good NASA was taking this stuff and using it to insulate the space shuttles, the Mars rovers, like all these things in space. So I'm thinking like, uh, hold on, space is negative 455 degrees Fahrenheit. It's the coldest temperature in the universe and you're using this stuff to keep astronauts warm in space how come this amazing tech isn't in every single jacket in the world like it would solve this problem i had on top of this mountain when i looked like the michelin man right uh and so um i got really excited about the idea and pitched it to uh, a really good friend of mine uh, now co-founder, CEO of Oros, his name's Rith, Rithik Venna, and pitched it to Rith right before an OCHEM exam in our college library. Uh, I was like, dude, like, what if we just took this NASA insulation and put it into apparel so you could have really thin gear that keeps you warm? Uh, he was like, yeah, I hate being cold. Like, cool, me too. And, and uh, um, anyway, we learned quickly like why this amazing tech wasn't, wasn't being used ubiquitously and in, you know insulation on earth uh, because aerogel uh, has been around for like a long time it's been around since 1931 so it's not it's not a new technology right like we've known about it for decades so like how come this this tech wasn't being adopted that'd be a reason and we got i remember like vividly we got our first sample of aerogel and i put it in my hand, it was, came in this little package. I flipped the package over, and the aerogel was in my hand, and it just shattered into <laughs> a thousand little pieces. Uh, and so, like, it became like instantly obvious to us that here's this amazing insulation. It's the problem is it's incredibly brittle. You know, like you poke it, it'll just shatter into a thousand little pieces. And so uh, that I guess kind of became our passion project. Like we we became obsessed with this idea of taking, you know, what we deemed to be, well, not we, but was the lowest thermoconductive solid, the best insulation in the universe, and just try to make it flexible and durable enough for apparel. And we took the 10 grand from that NASA scholarship uh, and spent the last two years of our collegiate careers obsessed with that problem. Like this was our nights, this was our weekends, this was everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, ended up by our senior years of college, creating the first ever flexible, durable aerogel composite in the world. Uh, and that's what's called solar core, uh, and that's what's in all of Boros's gear uh, today. And um, also kind of cool, like literally I, two weeks ago, we got a call from our patent attorney saying that the patents that we filed on solar core uh, were just granted by the U.S. Patent Office. So that that was super cool to see all that uh, come through. And you know, fundamentally, solar core's got two benefits over every other insulation in the market. Uh, the first is just warmth. So we tested solar core, industry standard test methods, ASTM C518, uh, 
tested it against every insulation we could find, over 250 insulations, have yet to find anything that just beats it on a thermal performance standpoint. Uh, so it's just simply warmer than any other insulation that we've been able to find out there, short of a vacuum, of course. And, and so that's great. It's, it's warmer than everything else out there. But the real value proposition of solar core gets back to the problem I had when I was on top of that mountain looking like the Michelin Man. And the problem, candidly, is just bulk. Every insulation since the beginning of time has needed bulk to work. That's why I'm standing on top of the mountain looking all puffy like a Michelin Man. And uh, the reason why all these insulations need bulk to work gets back to this idea of loft, L-O-F-T. And that just simply means like goose down. The way goose down works is goose down traps air, just like every other insulation. And the more air it traps, the more insulation it gives you. The problem is air takes volume and space. So the more air you funnel in there, the puffier and puffier your jacket gets which is why a big puffy down jacket is gonna keep you so warm. It's just got all this airspace. But if you ever compress that jacket, you lose all the airspace, thereby losing the ability to stay warm. Or said another way, since the beginning of time, there's been this dependency on volume, on bulk, on airspace, industry calls it loft, to keep you warm. And what's interesting about solar core is that's not true. Solar core under compression, no airspace, maintains 97% of its thermal performance. Point being, for the first time in history, you can have a thin amount of insulation, put it in a garment, and still stay warm. Or, said another way, for the first time in history, you no longer have to look like the Michelin man to stay warm. <laughs> That's really the big difference, and what our tech allowed us to do is create really thin outerwear without any of the bulk and all the warmth. And anyway, that's what's in all of our tech, and that's what launched Oros, and since then have raised a good amount of venture capital dollars. Business has doubled every year, built up a really phenomenal team uh, of people that I'm honored to work with, and uh, you know, launched the brand five years ago, so it's been a heck of a ride. Oh yeah, hand over fist. You mentioned something in particular that I thought was really interesting. It's something I've personally been thinking about, and you even still put it in a way to kind of make me think about it even differently, but outerwear technology really hasn't progressed. It really, ha there's like not a lot of new materials and you managed to bring something new uh, to the market. Was it easy? I mean, you, there's so many other bigger players, like huge apparel brands that have been making a name for themselves. How have you found navigating not just a brand new brand, but a completely new material, bringing it to people's scope? That's a beautiful question. I'm first and foremost a science geek. And if you would ask me, you know, seven years ago, I, I never would have thought that I would have launched with a great friend, would have launched this company. Uh, I thought I'd, you know, go be a, a doctor and all those things. And, um, I view the world in a certain lens, and Oros views the world in a very similar lens. You know, we have our alternal mantra of find your beyond, and that means something very important to us. We launched our fall 20 season back in October, on October 1st, and the way we launched the season 
was uh, we dropped an Oros NASA collab, uh, 400 units of a jacket that's got really awesome NASA branding on it, and it sold out in an hour, which is awesome. Uh, but the coolest thing about the jacket was every single unit came signed by an astronaut in the U.S. Astronaut Hall of Fame. Uh, the woman that signed the jacket, her name's Kathy Sullivan, and Kathy's one of the coolest people I've ever met. Uh, Kathy uh, is the first American woman to ever go on a spacewalk. She's the first woman to go to the deepest part of the ocean, and she's the first person in history to do both. Uh, she's insane and awesome and incredible and lives Oros's ethos of find your beyond. So couldn't find a better person in the world to get behind that jacket. And there's an Easter egg of the jacket too. And we purposely left it an Easter egg. And it's a, a little quote that you'll find on the back of every jacket. And it's a quote from Neil Armstrong. And someone asked Neil right before he left to go on his mission to the moon and someone asked him, why would you do this crazy thing? And Neil said, it's in the nature of human beings to take on challenges just as it's in the nature of salmon to swim upstream. A beautiful quote that resonated with why Kathy finds her beyond. And when we launched the company for the first two years, Rith and I had the same quote at the bottom of our email, a quote from a guy named George Mallory. And George uh, uh, was one of the first people to try to go summit Everest. Uh, he, uh, he died before he made it to the top, but right before he left on his, on his last attempt, someone asked him, why would you try to do this thing? Why would you try to go summit Everest? And George said something incredibly similar to Neil Armstrong. And a phenomenally beautiful quote, and all of these things get back to Oros' ethos of belief and find your beyond. What wakes us up in the morning and what we get incredibly excited about is empowering our consumer to find their beyond. Not everyone's going to be the first person to go uh, walk in space. Not everyone's going to be the first person to land on the moon. Not everyone's going to be the first person to summit Everest. But everyone has their own beyond. Everyone has their own challenge or place that they're pushing towards. And empowering that when you're wearing our gear is what we get really excited about. The way we do that, how we do that, gets back to your question of why we take this approach of evolving outerwear, right? Which our fundamental belief is that just as there is an inexhaustible willing in humanity to continually find their beyond, there needs to be an inexhaustible willing at Oros to create the technology that empowers the consumer to find their beyond. That's our how, that's our secret sauce, that's what makes us successful. Uh, as long as we're doing that, I believe we will be an incredibly successful company. We cannot ever lose our way on what makes us special and our why and how we empower the consumer. Exploration, it's half the reason why we get outside in the first place. Totally. What really went into developing not just the material, because obviously that kind of was a little bit more meticulous, uh, meticulously done beforehand, but in terms of actually working into the apparel piece, what was the R&D behind that? The first jacket we ever made was made by two science geeks in a college dorm room that knew nothing about apparel. The first jacket we made was awful, terrible, uh, but it worked, right? It was incredibly warm. 
arguably one of the warmest jackets ever made and it served its purpose. It was a great minimum viable product. We launched that jacket to the world right as we were graduating college and in the first 36 hours from launching it, generated over 125 grand in sales, like more money than two kids from the Midwest have ever seen before in our lives. Uh, however, since then, we've come a phenomenal way on product design and development. And that has very little to do with Riff and me and everything to do with the phenomenal team uh, that's decided to join us on this journey. You know, Oros is now headquartered in Portland, Oregon, which is the technical apparel capital of the world. And we've built up a, a phenomenal product team uh, to build our products now. We, our design director, his name's Alistair Hather, Al before Oros, uh, was one of the leads on Adidas' futures team, hired phenomenal product developers like Jesse Busey and a really phenomenal product line manager like Maddie, Maddie Moore. So we're really fortunate to have the team that we have because, uh, you know, you, you don't want Rith and me designing jackets having a problem with them. It really does take a village, huh? Totally, totally, totally. Oh, yeah. Um, so you, you have the new technology, you have the designs. It really seems like you guys just kind of hit the bullseye or right out of the gate. What Did you do anything special or, you know, some kind of guerrilla marketing, just anything off the cuff to gain traction? Or was it just the new technology design that uh, spoke for itself? You said something that I think is really interesting. Uh, you said we hit the bullseye out of the gate. And one philosophy we have at Oros is around the concept of failure. Uh, I believe, and the company believes, in micro failures. There is the stigma in the world around failure being bad. And certainly failure can be bad. I, I think there's two types of failure. There's, there's failure because of lack of preparation, lack of alignment. Those things are bad failures. They're, you don't want those. But regardless of who you are, you don't know what you don't know. And the path to success is always riddled with failures. We fail at Oros every single day. But our view on failure is very different than that stigma of failure is bad. Uh, uh, fundamentally, we believe that failure is like a science experiment. You have a hypothesis, whatever your hypothesis is. Let's take digital marketing, right? You have ad A and you have ad B. Uh, you believe ad A is going to work better than ad B. So what do you do? You launch ad A alongside ad B. Uh, you test it. Either you're right or you're wrong. If you're right, great. Now you have a new winner that you can put your ad spend behind. If you're wrong, well, guess what? You now learn something that ad B performs better than ad A. Uh, 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 and you can start assessing why. Reevaluate your hypothesis. Try again and learn something from it and feed that back into your future experiments. Point is, um, we, if we hit the bullseye in the first mark, we are elated. We are always excited. Uh, but uh, uh, normally it's trial and tribulation uh, to get to the right answer. Uh, and I think there's a certain adoption and mindset that comes with reaching success that is really important uh, for both personally and professionally. With developing the brand, did you stick to kind of A-B testing to see what works and just move in that direction then in regards to finding the right path and tweaking? 
we can, well, we try to when we can. Obviously, there's a core ethos and philosophy of what makes Oros Oros, back to that fine beyond, something that, you know, there's bunches of things that you can A-B test, but there's a core ethos to who you are uh, as a brand and company that can never, those are pillars, right, that are, can never move. What is Oros's commitment to sustainable manufacturing? You know, sustainability, especially in the outdoor industry, is not a luxury, right? It's something that, it's a baseline. It's something that's expected. Obviously, in other areas of apparel, it's coming around, like fast fashion. But at Oros, regardless of if it's uh, recycled materials or solution dyeing or, you know, uh, everything we can to be sustainable is of the utmost importance. Regardless of who the company is in this industry, uh, you you better be focused on sustainability. It's incredibly important. What has growth been like since you guys officially started in 2015? Uh, we've doubled every year uh, from a revenue perspective, which makes you know, which makes all of us happy. Uh, our goal will be to continue to do that for the future. Uh, so it's been very fast paced, but um, you know. Very exciting at the same time. What has been the hardest part about starting Oros? That's a good question. There are so many ways to answer that question. Regardless of the company, apparel, technology, software, building a company is not easy. And instead of a structured path forward and an easy understanding of how you get from A to B, you have to build your own path. Uh, in a world full of unknowns. A super easy example is how do you place your product order in COVID? Uh, how, how's the world going to react to outerwear? I would say addressing the world of unknowns and building a, building a company, set of structure in a world where there might not be any structure is, is the hardest thing about building a company. Creating something new, especially in an industry that has so it's so used to the old way of things, the old technology has got to be a little bit of a challenge. Um, clearly, you guys have rose above that challenge easily. Yeah, there's this, you know, it's a, in a lot of ways, it, it's an antiquated industry. And creating something new and getting something new adopted is, is not easy. And we've been really lucky and fortunate with having a resilient phenomenal team and investors that understand the vision of what we're trying to do and what that means that we're trying to revolutionize and evolve and really, really excited to have them, them on the ride uh, and building this, this dream with us. Is there anything other than or outside of your solar core that you've kind of been thinking about or taking a look at, seeing if you can improve that particular material or piece of the apparel industry? When Rith and I started Oros, our goal was very simple. We wanted to create a long sleeve shirt that you can wear sub freezing and still stay warm. So not just thinner or warmer outerwear like we make today, but something that might get rid of the necessity of outerwear entirely. And to do that, we needed to put up a phenomenal R&D team. Uh, and that's, that's what we've done. We've, our first hire out of college was a man named Jeff Nash, and Jeff now is our Chief Technology Officer and VP of Product. Prior to Oros, Jeff ran the North Face's uh, innovation and materials teams, built an awesome R&D team around him. And anyway, that long sleeve shirt comes to market in less than 12 months. 
and we are incredibly excited about its its release. We believe it will change how the consumer experiences warmth and change insulated apparel as we know it. Back to the point of what makes us us, we there needs to be that inexhaustible willing of creating technology to empower the consumer. And we looked at the consumer's lives and where we could be most impactful. And this is us fulfilling on the initial vision of the company. So that's what's next. It's been long enough. And it's kind of nice that there is some kind of new technology behind apparel. It's refreshing, really. And even from there, I mean, you're creating a new platform to even do that, see what is next, which is incredible, especially, you know, creating literally the a new method of insulation which again is something that's ends up being so complicated because you have it's really just comes down to how air is worked into the material which is even more incredible totally totally that's what makes air so special you know like the reason it's the lowest thermal conductive solid is because it's depending on how you make it like 99 98.9 percent air uh, and so you're able to capture that air on a, on a nano level, which is what makes for such an incredible insulation. Uh, anyway, but you're, you're, you're 100% right. You may have touched base on this a little earlier in one of your, your other answers, but what advice would you give someone that wanted to start a business in the apparel industry or outdoor industry as a whole? I think one of the hardest things is taking the first step, regardless of what you're doing, right? Like when Rith and I started, people would look at us and think like, how come these two kids from the Midwest are gonna think that they can take this NASA tech uh, and use it to create the best outerwear in the world when they don't know anything about apparel? You know, like, I guess my point is, when something's just an idea on a napkin, uh, you're gonna find a lot of skeptics in the room. And that noise can be very powerful and very, very negative. My, my best advice is ignore it. Uh, Pay attention to the data that really matters. Test your theory. Validate it with market traction. Let your consumers tell you whether or not uh, you have a viable business idea. I think I, back to the idea of failure, we're so afraid of it that when we get that negative response to our idea on a napkin, we, we say, oh, of course it's gonna be a bad idea. Honestly, I think that's one of the, the biggest challenges to starting a company uh, is, is we're so afraid to fail. All right, it looks like we have time for one more question. Michael, what is the best part about running Oros? Not every, not every day is awesome. It's a roller coaster at times, but I get to live something I'm passionate about. Uh, and not everyone can say that. And I think that's the best thing about Oros. I'm a science geek. I get to create awesome tech. I get to bring it to the world and make an impact. Uh, and then, I get to go into the outdoors and have an absolute blast. That's, that's the best thing for me. Michael, I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on. Um, for anyone listening, uh, where is the best place to find out more, check out more information on Oros? www.orosapparel.com. Uh, check us out. Uh, we'd love, uh, love to welcome new people to the, the Oros community. Awesome. Fantastic. Michael, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Totally. Matt, thank you. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. 
And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddie Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.